0: Welcome back to the Lived Expertise is Greater Than Degrees podcast. I am Kayla. I'm a neurodivergent occupational therapist, and I am very lucky to be chatting today with Robert, who I had the um, opportunity to listen to your keynote, Robert, um, at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia's. I think 44th annual conference on disability. Yep. Yes. And I I remember um, sitting in the audience, listening to your keynote, hearing about your work, your life, your marriage, and just knowing that I wanted to invite you onto this podcast to share about all, all that you want to share about today, because I think you are um, somebody that already has that public speaking experience, but has a lot of lived expertise to share.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, of course, of course. I'm glad we were able to schedule this. So, um, Robert, would you like to introduce yourself, share anything that you'd like to?
1: Yes, my name is Robert Schmoos. I'm 33 years old. I'm a licensed therapist, and I have more than six years experience working with um, neurodivergent adolescents and adults. I'm also an autistic self-advocate, and I also do public speakings regarding living autistic, as well as topics that affect the autistic autism community, such as masking, employment, and living independently.
0: That is awesome, Robert. And I I hope we can get to some of those topics today to give just a brief overview in the limited time that we have. But at the end, I will definitely ask where people can find you on the Internet, on social media, how they can book you to um, share more about those topics and, and to reach a wider audience with your messages.
1: That sounds great.
0: Okay, good. So today, um, this podcast, I kind of started because as an occupational therapist and um, being trained in school to be the so-called expert when working with all sorts of clients, I realized that my neurodivergent friends and colleagues and clients really didn't fit what the textbooks and the research told me. And when I started to get to know people for who they were, I learned a lot more than I learned in school, I will say. And um, I wanted to start this podcast to have a platform for people to share. Um, Some things that they learned in school that have helped them and also some things that they've learned outside of school that have made a difference in their life and their career and their work. And so my first question for you is, um, what is something that you learned at some point in your education in school that has helped you in your life?
1: Well that's a very good question because there's always <clears throat> things that we've learned in life where they' like we the typical things we learn in school, which is things such as a, no, how to do this and how to do that however, for me, it's always been the outside experiences, for example like I've learned a lot of things um from family members like my to grandmothers, my parents. I've also learned things from many friends and people who I went to school with and also out in the community. Like I was able, to, I've been learning of different perspectives from, from those who I met. Like I have a friend, she, friend who I know, she has lived an, in, has very interesting life and, you know, I was able to learn a lot from her. I was also able to learn a lot from people who I've, Come across like whether that be humility or happ- or happiness or finding what you need in life
0: so you've you've found all sorts of people to be your teachers
1: of course the, definitely the way i see it is that if you were the fun go out into the world and with no no um recent knowledge and you were and your job was it to speak with somebody, you'll find out that, that people have more stories than you think they have, if that makes any sense.
0: That's exactly what this podcast is about. You, you are giving me the perfect segues. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I think everybody has stuff to share. And I think you as you know a licensed counselor, you're, did you say licensed counselor, licensed therapist?
1: Yep, I'm an an LCSW.
0: LCSW, so Licensed Clinical Social Worker. So you have those letters after your name. I have some letters after my name as a occupational therapist. And pretty much I started this podcast to say you don't need letters after your name to be intelligent, to have meaning that you can share with the world, and to have things to teach
1: Right, that's all, what I've always believed because, you know, you can have, like, the many of the people who I met in life, like, a lot of them had just high school, high school education. A lot of the people who I've learned from had, like, a high school education or a or back mattress education. Like, it doesn't matter where you go. It matters how you utilize your life and what you put forth.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You've, you've got this one life. So how, how can you make the most of it?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So can I ask what led you into working with neurodivergent adolescents? Uh,
1: well, it all started when I found out I was neurodivergent. Like when I was <clears throat> growing up, before I was diagnosed, you know, I have always knew that there was something different about me. You know, I could, I perceived things differently. I had difficulty with certain social cues. I never, re- I always felt, you know, different, but, and, you know, I always did things such as stimming and, you know, has been always told that, you know, stop doing that, stop stimming, stop licking or things like that. But I didn't see anything wrong with it. And, you know... Then, like, as I went through high school, my anxiety went of not coping with a lot of things. Like, it got worse and worse until I had to be hospitalized in a psychiatric ward on President's Day weekend, 2005. And it was at that time that I was, you know, from the psychologist there that I was diagnosed with, well, now it's autism. But back then it was Aspergers, I'm. I see myself as autistic, than asp Aspergers, and when I found out about all, what autism is, and and neur- and well, there wasn't really a word for neurodiversity back in 2005. But what I would say, neurodiversity, when I read into it, is like, oh my god, everything makes pardon my French. Everything makes fucking sense. <laughs> At that time, it's just everything makes, like, you know, the what the characteristics and that everything, not only it was all coming to me. And then not only that, but not only that I found out what it, what I have, I was not the only one knowing that was powerful, that I was not the only one.
0: I think that's invaluable, right? Nobody wants to feel so different, so like it's it's lonely to to not understand yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know when you fe- when you feel lonely, you feel like you know like you're the only one who does this, the only one who does this. You know, like when it comes to like yes, there's the individuality, which is great. It's perfect. It it is important to be individual self, but. When you're trying to find yourself and you have and you have these characteristics and you want to say, you know, and you feel like you, there's no one like you, like you, there's no like someone who can not not fully understand, but emphasize to a greater degree, it can be lonely.
0: I, I'm, I'm sure that that Presidents' Day weekend almost 20 years ago was not. The best time for you, but it sounds like it has led to some some clarity and some understanding.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's just a lot of clarity, and like I said, you know, not only knowing what what I, what I am, it was, but also that I'm not the only one. Like knowing what I am is important. Knowing like how I and how I how i contribute to this world and, and what's my purpose you know that was a stepping stone towards that
0: that that is a good way to look at it i feel like um my my lead into my work is a little bit different is basically, I've always gravitated towards neurodivergent folks and thought it would be a great setting for me to work. And then I realized at 25 that I had ADHD. And it's different. Um, but it's it's something I wouldn't have realized if I didn't have so many neurodivergent friends and colleagues and clients. And I, I don't like putting people into boxes or sticking people with labels but sometimes those labels are a tool that we can then use to learn more about ourselves along the way
1: yeah because you know if you're like yes we've all heard like oh like let's not label ourselves label ourselves but the thing is like how do you label yourself like if you're labeled like yes like no one wants to be labeled as like a stereotype no matter what what stereotype that is, but to label your, to know that you are an autistic and a neurodivergent, that makes you know that you exist.
0: Yeah, I, and, and so you've kind of, you had that, you know, major setback or a major challenging time in your life, got your diagnosis, and to, almost 20 years later now you've been doing this work and and do you feel that being autistic and being neurodivergent is helpful in your work
1: i think it's it's been very helpful because you know one of the things that i do is i as a as a licensed therapist i in, i have a counseling role when working with neurodivergent Urgent clients and a lot of these clients they every one of them is different like that's something you that's i need i cannot stress any more is when you see you know a neurodivergent if you met a neurodivergent person you've met a neurodivergent person everyone is different in that sense characteristics and all um but but you know some neurodivergents have similar or have similar Um, issues similar things they struggle with and that's and the you and the clients I've worked with are no different like there are clients in there who have difficulty with coping with anxiety coping with stress and those are things I struggled with growing up and I can and one of the things I can definitely do is really kind of put myself in their shoes and see okay what okay they're going through such and such. don't well, I show them kind of the strategies that I've been taught by therapists when I was their age,
0: yeah. So kind and of that. I, I think you. Oh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's just using that empathy, empathy based on you know what where you came from.
0: And I think that you have that lived experience, and I I'm I'm sure probably their parents or caregivers probably look at that look at you like a role model like look robert's made it robert has this career and this life and it's it's so good to see um you know a mentor in that way in you
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely
0: so let me bring it back to this idea lived expertise is greater than degrees so you have a degree your degree got you in the door got you this this career this job and what is something that you think maybe other LCSWs OTs speech um, even as far as you know the different behaviorists what's something that they should know about working with neurodivergent clients that they're not learning in school
1: um well I think one of the things that for many years has been an issue is that they there hasn't been any like we don't we haven't heard much representation of of count from counselors who are neurodivergent like who are in that field like for many years like there's we've always had the research we've always had the the speakers the 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 so-called experts but but only until recently only until recently have we heard from the neurodivergents themselves especially neurodivergents who are in the mental health field and who've had that unique experience and you know what like and me like I like I'm a neurodivergent I live that life I'm still living that life and I'm using my unique experience to help others, but I never see myself as as an expert. I'm not I'm not a damn expert. pardon my French again. But um, I am an avid learner. Like every day I learn. I think that's also not one other thing you have. I think the the field needs to understand is like, you know, we're learning about the world ourselves and for us to learn we have to listen and who l- we have to listen to the neurodivergent community
0: i'm i am with you on that robert the the hashtag nothing about us without us mhm kind of that that idea that, you know, everyone deserves to be part of the decisions that are made about them. And that's not really seen in the textbooks, in the research, in the classrooms, in the fields until recently. Um, So I totally agree with you there. And, And that lifelong learning idea that it's, you know, not just when you're done school or getting that continuing education credits, but where else are you learning with conversations, podcasts, YouTube, social media? I learned so much on Instagram. It's, it surprises me every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you, you have, you learn a lot from, like, and and from that, from, like, even social media, like, which, you know, social media can, can also be a double-edged sword, but, you know, we're hearing the voices and that's what we're starting to do. We're starting to hear the voices from the neurodivergent community. We like from, from different points of views in the neurodivergent community and, and even from people of color within the neurodivergent community, we're hearing so much from it and it's getting, and it's gonna get bigger and bigger. I honestly feel we just continue to speak out. I
0: am looking forward to that, you know, that intersectional neurodiversity Um, for people that are listening that like your voice and like what you have to say, where can they find you and uh, learn more about you and book you for other advocacy opportunities?
1: Oh, well, there's a, I actually, there's a number of, um, um, ways they can um, contact me. First is through my LinkedIn profile. Um, and that LinkedIn profile is under Robert, last name S-C-H-M as in Mary, U-S and Sam. And I have, af- after that I have A and U, and M-S-W L C S W Another way I can be contact, and the way I can be contacted is through I have a speak speaker hub page and you just write in that name Robert Um S C H Amazon U S at www.speakerhub.com and put that name in into the search engine there. Um, I can be reached also via email, which is all lowercase, S C H M as in Mary, U S Essence and Sam. The number is eight nine eight at gmail dot com. And another way I can be reached is, is also through um, this website website that I have my uh, I another fr- my friend. And Fells Autistic Self Advocate Nick Saint Clair, him and I came have done virtual talks on various subjects such as autism, self advocacy, and you know how you know masking, as well as how does how 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 to cope during the pandemic as an as a neurodivergent person. And so we offer services like that for our website and that website is www. once again my last name s c h evans and mary u s and sam and then s t c l a i r.com so those are are some ways to contact me
0: I will be sure to put all of those contact methods linked in the show notes. That's what the podcasters say. I don't know how to do that yet, but (laughs) I will figure it out so people can find you. And when we post on social media, we'll also have it in the captions so people can find you because, like you said, we have to talk more about this and... Um, it's growing and things are changing through the pandemic, but we need to unmask, we need to increase employment and we just, you know, need to be kind to each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: Thank you so much, Robert. Do you have any final words or should we say goodbye to the people? <laughs>
1: hmm. I guess the final word that I can say is, you know, keep living your life live it to the fullest, make your voice heard no matter what, and give them hell.
0: I love it. You're sending people off with, you know, ready to take on the world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Robert. It was awesome talking to you.
1: Oh, thank you so very much for having me. It was a pleasure being on.